Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Talon Brothers Podcast. This is number 16. That means four months of Talon Brothers Podcasting experience. With me today is the usual crew to my right. Heads up, guys. What's up? My name is Nick Talon. Welcome to the Talon Brothers Podcast. This should be another fun go about today. Uh, just a quick little heads up. <coughs> moving forward, there may be spoilers within the podcast. So uh, keep your head down and let's keep moving forward, boys and girls. All right, across from me. Uh, I'm Tyler, four months in. I still haven't figured out how to follow Nick's intros. Maybe I'll just start with you next. Maybe time. that's the, s- the source of the poison between us on here. I don't like our friendship, and someday I wish your life would end. Oh, well, everyone's <laughs> life ends eventually, Nick. Yeah, good job. Mate. I can't come back from that. Okay, let's just jump right into the news. First thing I put down, Bow Director to make feature debut at Pixar. Early developmental stages. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Bow is the short film that came in front of Incredibles, Incredibles 2. 2. Yes. I love Bow. Uh, it made me upset that people didn't get it. it was like, <laughs> I it's, agree. It's, it's like, to me, it's not even a matter of, like, being on a high horse or something like that it just was upsetting because it was like the most simple thing in history to watch it's so easy to watch a pixar short film and people are like i don't get it like i heard people two rows in front of me i don't get it dumpling yeah that's it that's all i have to say on it good for him it'll probably be a great movie good for her she's the first female director of a pixar movie hell yeah good for her then um yeah it's great news cool pixar's hiring a female to direct the animated movie and i'm assuming it'll be something new and original which is good so i hope so too yeah and i liked bow a lot so mm-hmm. this one will probably make me cry i don't know if my mom me and nate's mom fully understood it but she did cry during it well she looked over she looked over at me and she's like it's true you know <laughs> and then i was like let's just watch incredible <laughs> but i felt bad in that moment yeah uh, next up, Blue Beetle movie in development at Warner Brothers, what adding the to the that? DC universe. Oh, no, that's not what I like to hear. <clears throat> yeah, and I, I would much rather hear, oh, they finally have taken a step forward in the Batman film. Like, I want to see a good movie of the superheroes that I care about, not the ones that I've never heard of before. Well, what if what if this movie is good and it makes you care about it? it I'm not saying it can't be good. I'm just saying I would rather be uh, told that they're working on the stuff that I already know. I know that seems counterintuitive when you want to see, I don't know, when you want Hollywood to always be making new stuff and not just sequels and reboots. But when it comes to superhero movies, we have so much. I'm tired. I don't want to see more new, obscure characters and just, I like, just give me Batman every five years and I'd rather see that. Uh, isn't December the month of giving? Isn't that the, the phrase? Where are you going with this? DC should apologize to us. That's what they should give us. Blue, That's st- it's stupid. Blue Beetle's interesting. No, it's not. I don't care anymore about any of this shit. I think it would Even be on the... Marvel's end, too. After Infinity War 2, I mean, since I have A-list, I'll probably go see it since nothing else really comes out in the, huge uh, in the summer. Would it but... be the first? It might be the first Mexican superhero movie. Oh, well, that's cool. <laughs> I genuinely mean that, but, like, I hate DC. I haven't liked a movie in a while. Did you Actually, hear the yeah, Aquaman stupid. buzz? I like Wonder Woman. Not gonna. I Justice League got good buzz in the preview screenings. Batman v Superman got good buzz in the preview screenings. Every superhero movie gets good buzz from a preview screening, and then when they come out, it's a different story. It, I was reading the tweets, and it's true. Everybody's saying, "Oh, it's fun and it's a good time," and that means to me the compositing is gonna suck and it's not gonna be freaking fun. Look, I, I in the back of my head, I know the movie's gonna be bad, <laughs> but I have faith in James Wan. I do too. 
I know. So we'll see. I am the only superhero movie I'm excited for is Avengers: Infinity War Part Two. Yep. The only I one I'm so excited for is Into and the shouts Sp- out one time Into the Spider Verse, hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Potential five banger territory. I'm, no, I'm really excited for that. But as far as live action goes, are you you're looking forward to Infinity War Two, aren't you? Yeah, of course. But also, uh, the rumor is that we should be getting Avengers Four trailer soon, and uh, Far From Home trailer should be in front of Into the Spider Verse. See, like I don't even care about that. I don't want to see a Far From Home trailer first because then it we gives have to away see, that yeah. Spider Man's alive. <laughs> I mean, we already know he's alive. With all the things, th- and then they're like Black Panther two in development. Yeah. Thanks. I, uh, like, it, knowing that doesn't lessen the impact of. Uh, Infinity War one for me, but it's just annoying when they're talking about. I don't know. Yeah, no, it's like, I, I come concur. on, take pride in your craft. Don't you don't have to put out a trailer every three months. Just wait until the next Infinity War comes out, and then dump a bunch of trailers. Oh, on Oh, fairness, we just got an Artemis Fowl trailer, mm-hmm. which I'm sure we'll talk about later. But that doesn't come out till way after Infinity and I think War it's Part Two. Way too late to be making an Artemis Fowl trailer. Yeah, that was popular that when I was in middle gonna school. Bomb. And, uh, Wrinkle in time. Yeah. I think I used to rent out those books in the library because I thought the cover looked cool. Was it with them yeah. in like we know you didn't read them? No, the I did read a couple pages, but it was like fourth, fifth grade, so I don't. I don't didn't remember. know what it was saying. That's not true. I read um, The Lightning Thief back then. Great book. Lynn Ramsey developing an environmental <coughs> horror film. We need more of these. Uh, I think that's perfect because after watching You Were Never Really Here, which is her only movie that I've seen, uh, she's an amazing director, and I feel like. You were never really here. Has some like it almost feels like a horror movie at times, and so having her actually direct a horror movie, which looking at her filmography, I think it'll be her first full-on horror movie. That sounds mm-hmm. awesome. So that's cool. I just watched You Were Never Really Here, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, I think that the acting in it is amazing. Uh, but we'll, yeah, we'll, I'm talk, gonna, we'll talk. We'll about talk it about it. Oh yeah, I my guess stomach's grumbling right now, so that's what I'm trying to. Uh, talk a little bit more quiet. So <coughs> Nick, I was trying to leave the podcast as soon as possible. That's not true. That's simply not true. Uh, next piece of news, Tom Hanks in talks for the live-action Pinocchio movie. Is he playing Pinocchio? No. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's playing the man. I forgot how you pronounce it. It's like Geppetto? Geppetto, yeah. Oh, good for him. I think that'll be a good role for him. What yeah. about Mr. Rogers? Yeah, good for him. That'll be fun. What about Woody? Good for him. He's a good man. I I have never heard a bad. I feel word like about he's him. a he's a perfect Geppetto, like the old, very sweet. Mm-hmm. That would be perfect. We also I'm, share a birthday. I'm is more, Guillermo I'm, del Toro directing that? No, right? this is Disney's live action Pinocchio. What's the Pinocchio he's making? Stop Anim- motion animated. Wait, wh- which why is are there better? I agree, but I hate the two jungle. Bo- I hate two of everything. I hate it. Yeah, what is this? The arc? Uh, Noah's Ark, dude. What? Yeah, two <laughs> of everything. <laughs> This is the we are living in the cinema Noah's Ark right now. You have to appreciate greatness. Nick, make sure that the mic is pointing at your mouth and not your neck, dude. <laughs> I want them to hear only the bass. <laughs> I want to punch you in your suck hole. Okay. <laughs> yeah, good one. Donald dude. Glover, Rihanna, to star in Guava Island movie, which I guess is already shot. Yeah, they're directed I directed ago. by. But this is like the official announcement directed by Hiro Mirai. The director of This Is America and I don't multiple know. episodes I don't of know Atlanta. About it. Like I haven't seen enough of any of those people. It sounds Atlanta. like a vacation movie where everybody gets paid to go have a vacation on some islands. 
I despise Rihanna as an actress. I don't think she's been good in anything what I've ever Ocean's seen. What about Ocean's 8? Yeah, you know what? She was really good as when she wasn't talking in the movie. What about Donald Glover? Is she really Glover? that bad? I Donald Glover's great. What about I think he's the director? Good, but I like the director stuff. I do too, but good directors have made these vacation-esque movies. And Wait, I it's feel like a like happy movie? I don't know. Nobody knows, but it's, where does it take place? Some island somewhere? And nobody knew about it until now. It was probably a low budget. They just went and relaxed and were like, you just want to film some stuff a couple of days and then and it's, then surf and eat a bunch of food on the other day? It's before midnight, too, but with <laughs> Donald Glover and Rihanna on an island. I just don't know about yeah, it. Just imagine Rihanna and before sunrise. How's that going for you? <laughs> uh, I don't know, guys. <clears throat> I don't know about that one. That could. I haven't seen enough of it. Watch Atlanta. Those people. Yeah, maybe I will. Did he direct? He directed multiple Atlanta. episodes, yeah. Are they good? The everyone that I use directed are top tier. Okay, I can respect it then. I like this Just is like, America. I think it's the best music video I've seen in a long time. I like I like seeing these TV directors and stuff get these movies and stuff like that. Speaking of which, um, Carrie Fukunaga, some James Bond twenty five news. There will be a continuation of the Casino Royale arc. So is what was, what was the woman's there'll name? There will be changes. Eva Green. Oh God. Uh, has Deacon's been announced to shoot that yet? No. Damn. Who Dude. shot Casino Royale? I don't know. That one, looks, Bond that one looks good too, but obviously oh, they Sky, all, they Skyfall all look looks good. great. Spectre, Spectre looks looked great too. too. With uh, uh, Hoyt Van Hoytma. Mm. Hoyt. You know what was? You know what's interesting about Spectre is it's that bad. it was very old James Bond. They had like the silent henchman that yeah. was like big and would fight him, and then they had the cartoonish it was, villain. It Amazing. was more James Bondy than Skyfall than was, Skyfall which is why it wasn't as good. But on the same hand, it's still like some there there were a lot of good aspects to it. It was just fell a little bit flat when it comes after mm-hmm. Casino Royale. The and ending Skyfall. is lame. The, the, yeah, the, super the lame. The climax with the villains lame. But I must admit, one of the best opening scenes in James Bond. In yeah, my, in my Christoph eyes. Waltz could have done so much more as a Bond yeah. villain. That was a problem. Like Javier Bardem was so great in Skyfall, and then when you hear Christoph Waltz is going to be the villain in the next one, you're like, oh, he's going to be just as good because he's phenomenal. And it's like, well, that really fell flat. So mm-hmm. I was disappointed. Yeah, Hopefully, it doesn't happen. Like it felt like a made-for-TV, like, not the production value-wise, but it felt more like a made-for-TV storyline. Yeah, it was a little wacky. Um, but what's the news on the new one? It's just con- continuing the Casino Royale arc. But what's when does it start production? Or when next when year start shooting? Okay. Well, that's cool. I can't wait to see that. Um, I hope we get more new. They usually have, which is interesting about the James Bond movies, is they usually have, like, an event. Mm-hmm. When they announce the cast, they the announce... Song. The song, they announce the name of it, and they announce the car that will be used. Is it's That's obviously cool. still Daniel Craig. I hope. I wonder who the villain's gonna be. Who would you pick for the villain? Daniel Kaluuya. That's a good choice. That I, is a good choice. And he's British. He is. He has got to be top three. What if, my act, what if favorite I say actors right Idris now. Elba is the, is the villain? villain? That'd be awesome. Oh, oh my god. There's there's a lot. All, what, what Michael Fassbender would be. That would be a oh, fantastic that would villain. Be good. James yeah. McAvoy, he's, he'd be a good villain. Michael Stahlberg, no, nah, he's no. too nice. Too, he's too he's nice. Too sweet. But maybe if he wants to be like a tinkerer, like behind the scenes. Who do you think for the song? We pick an Ed Sheeran or do a Lipa, do a Peep. <laughs> Those are my two choices right now. Uh, Adele again. Yeah. <laughs> I wish. No, Sam Smith did a good job. I think people hate like you know people hate that song. It's not good. You know though. who had a great one? The the beat is good. The I don't know. He's like, and then he br- he, he he brags about. He's like, it only took me 
this belong to write it or whatever. It's like, yeah, because it's not good. Ed, Chris, Chris Ed Cornell Sheer. is a good one. Oh, that Chris is Cornell is amazing. Bring, make him, oh, never mind. <laughs> no, that's freaking bogus. You need to say. <laughs> uh, Ed Sheeran already has one written, so it'd be pretty quick if they wanted to just complete that transaction. I think it'd be good. Uh, people think Ed Sheeran's <laughs> basic, but I disagree. I think he's a great artist. I, I think it would be a good thing to get him on because then that brings a lot of publicity. I don't know why, the, but I feel like James Bond it has to have like some sort of I think Dua Leap, I think Dua Leap is a good choice. Yeah. I but I don't I think it. that she shouldn't write it. One is all it takes. Right, anyway, what if uh, she sang Ed Sheeran's song? I want Lil Yachty to do the song. <laughs> but <laughs> XXX Tentacion. He's he already dead. had one made. That's bogus. He already man. had one made. That's way That's worse bogus. than what I said, dude. How? <laughs> XX, so XXX already has one written. He released it a couple of years ago. I hate you. Yeah, I'm lying about. All I that. think Ed Sheeran's the obvious choice. Yeah. Do a leap of that. I never even thought about that. That would be a good one. Any any famous good artist, people are gonna be like okay, Daniel Kaluuya, cool. Led Zeppelin, Post Malone, Greta Van Fleet. Oh, that would be no. <laughs> you just said Led Zeppelin. I'd say the band <laughs> sound just like him. You look at me, go. No. Well, because I was joking about Led Zeppelin. Therefore. I was joking about Greta. Post Malone, love Post Malone to death, but this is that would be terrible. That would be one of the worst things I've ever heard. What's another one? Oh, Billie Eilish. All right, let's stop. Oh, <laughs> Billie Eilish could be really good. No. Yeah. She's Do got the like voice Billie for Eilish, it. Nate? I think she's fine. Get I don't. Her music's all right, but I'm saying hey, she's got the voice for it. This is what people came here to listen to. They came here to listen to us no matter what. So shut the hell up, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going. I'm going. I have my top three, and if one of them's it, you guys owe me five dollars each. <laughs> Why? How does that make any sense? Okay, I, it's a bet. Uh, shut up. What? <laughs> I already have the news is done. But if the you have any, if you have anything else to add, like I have something to add about Daredevil season three canceled, really makes me sad. Marvel said the character will have more adventures. I don't know if that means that they're going to reboot and do like a new Daredevil thing for their streaming service, or if they plan on a movie for him. But Charlie Cox is fantastic and if he has done with the character i am sad i think after season three being such like a return to form for the character and like showing why daredevil is one of the best shows on netflix and they just go and cancel it something's going on with disney and yeah that's exactly why it's also not a good i know, it's, know hold, on, hold, the, on, hold on hold on hold on i know it's not their fault but it's also not a good look for netflix why? Why? It's not that, like if the Disney, if like after season three, it's like you got to renew the rights with Disney or yeah, whatever. Yeah, how do they, they let that it. happen? Who? Netflix. Like they let one they of their can't. most popular shows just cancel. Well, which here's, like no matter what. It's Disney's property. I, I'm saying it's not their fault, but what I'm saying is people are mad at Netflix now. Yeah. It's because people are stupid. Yeah. Well, guess what? You're never going to stop know, that. You know, so listen to me, bitch. Do you know what the reason they say that it got canceled? They said not enough social media mentions. That's the worst reason. And that's clearly like, yeah, the rights, this is a whole rights thing. And how Jessica Jones is the last one. Like, Jessica Jones is all right, but Daredevil was their most popular I heard one. they all saw Had it. a and new season that just came out that got a acclaim. Yeah, critical acclaim. Let me ask and you then, one question. If that was the final season. That's, yeah, I think uh, it's a good final season. Does Is there a sense of finality yep, to it where is. it does close there the storylines mm-hmm. and stuff? That's good. It, but it definitely leaves it like it, there's a, like yeah. a stinger and stuff to leave it open. But I think the final scene with Matt Murdock and the gang is like a perfect, perfect. end for it. Oh, that's cool. So at least you can watch it kind of like a trilogy where it's like you watch. Well, at least for them then too, they feel like they're not leaving the show mm-hmm. thinking that they could go on and make another season to conclude everything. So that's good. But. 
I think it's real simple that Disney is canceling all their shows on everything else, so that way it can all be on their streaming platform. Whether they're going to reboot or make the same shows with the same actors and stuff, did, I don't know. But it's just so they can get it all under their umbrella. Did you hear? Um, oh, and also the uh, showrunner when it like posted a tweet like last week saying going fingers crossed four. going to pitch yeah. season four <laughs> canceled. I saw Lysen <laughs> Files tweeted about it, and they were like, "How how those dreams?" <laughs> but that's um, a good meme. But um, did you hear, like, the news about the Disney streaming service? Like, it's Disney Plus. It's yeah. going to be not, like, um, tile-based like Netflix and all the other streaming things. It's going to be, like, parks or, like, different properties. And then you go into that, and then it has, like, the shows. Like, you go into, like, the Marvel Land or the That's just a gimmick. It's, so it's tile-based, but you have to click an extra well, I don't, click I, to I get don't know exactly. Like, people saw what it looked like, and they didn't. It, they said it was different than all the other streaming things. Because we, of course, since we're peasants, we can't see what it looks like. But the Only thing the is, does that make it harder or easier? Because no, that's the thing. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. And then also, the rumored price is, like, five ninety nine a month, which that's I think bad. is very good. But the thing is, is that so many people are going to sign up for that. That they're just gonna pile in the money because the thing that's intriguing me is that they have big A-list stars signing on for TV shows for the Disney streaming service. But I think it's in their contract Hawkeye, with Marvel. Winter Soldier TV show. Well, isn't it Winter Soldier Falcon? What I say, Hawkeye. But it, like these are big stars. Is it? Really, I hope. Hold on though. Is yeah. it really surprising you that? Disney knows how to make money. And then Loki is getting a show. You didn't answer Hugh my question. Hugh Jackman was supposed to come out. He was supposed to have a big announcement today. Yeah, he's going on world tour. Oh, is that what the announcement yeah. was? what? Oh. Just singing his songs from movies and stuff. I thought he was going to come back and say, I'm playing Logan again. That'd be way cooler. Hugh Jackman is? What a freaking loser. God, like, is that <laughs> just a, good a money voice. grab? What the hell's up with that? That's bizarre to me. Hey, Hugh, go back to playing Logan. He's going to be see- – we never got to see him in the normal suit. We never got to see with him like in the, the eyes block. Yeah, the well, yeah, that'd be disgusting. No, well, wouldn't. Did on you TV, see, on the, not translate the, end, the movie, dude. At the end stupid. of the Wolverine, the way they set it up, he opened. He's like, "Here, we got a case for you," and he opens it up, and then it's the suit. And the way they designed it looks pretty good, and I think it would work. Look at what they're freaking wearing now. They're wearing ye- yellow and blue. They do look good. In they those. look good. Yeah. I also, first class, they look good in those first class bizarre suits movie. too. I think. First class. Best X-Men movie that's not called Logan. Very close, yeah. Like, Days of Future Past is good, too, but I think I enjoy First Class more. I think First Class is the best one, in my opinion. Nice armpit Uh, here, Nick. uh, Nick's taking his shirt off. uh, Also, Michael Fassbender is just great as Foss or Fass? Who cares? Let's not talk about X-Men Apocalypse, though. All right, what's next? Wasted. Wasted. How do you waste Oscar Isaac and I, just destroy the apocalypse? Like, that's the biggest X-Men villain that you I could know. do, and then they just freaking waste I remember it. being really upset that I didn't get to see it in theaters, and then I waited all the time. I got it for the movie for Christmas on Blu-ray. I still had to wait another week or so, and I finally watched it, and it was just full of two uh, and a half hours of utter disappointment. Mm-hmm. It was terrible. The Quicksilver well, scene is cool. Yeah, it was. There you go. <laughs> didn't DC Wolverine's waste? scene for 10 seconds was good, too. Yeah. Didn't DC waste their biggest villain, too? No, they haven't showed well, they side. they wasted Superman's. <clears throat> they wasted Doomsday, and they kind of wasted Lex Luthor. Well, you kind assume of. he's still going to yeah, be we'll in the see future. What happens? But whatever. Henry Cavill, whatever DC's doing, who knows what who they're cares? doing? But Dark Side's their biggest villain, and they haven't yeah. used him yet. Even what though he was supposed to be in Justice, did you see the picture Zack Snyder tweeted of like they you see Dark Side and some whatever? I don't care. Hey, release I hate this, you release guys. The Snyder <laughs> cut. Release the Snyder Snyder Cut. Cut. Hey, uh, so I I could just freaking crap on that one too. Nate, I bet it'd be better than the one that came out. Do you disagree? 
I don't know. Nate, That's what, the thing is I don't know if it would be better. What's better, Batman v Superman or Justice League? Batman, Batman v Superman, Superman, but not I don't want to hear. I don't hear. It. I all I asked is what's a better movie? Who directed what? Joss Whedon directed the worst movie, right? Zack Snyder. Zack, I think DC, Zack Snyder also directed Sucker Punch. So, are we just we just live ba- list bad movies that the people directed, and then it's like okay. You want me to tell you something? <laughs> DC is incompetent. I only like two <laughs> movies Stop, that they've made. Boy, no. I don't get it. What are you talking about? I'm not even saying anything. I said I DC's agree. incompetent. That's all I'm saying. Uh, Why do you just, look at me like I agree? Their movies suck. Except I can't for have two wandering I eyes. Like. I can't have wandering eyes. Nate, wait, Nate. I have to say something. I've been wanting to ask. What is the video game we played? Batman game. When we were like, Batman Rise when, of Shinzu. When in the hell are you gonna move for that? Because it's best. a ter- it's terrible. <laughs> Does it not hold up? The game, it's just a beat 'em up, Nick. There's a million beat 'em up games. Yeah, but there's got to be a bigger storyline. <laughs> I want, I want. Um, Mudsling? What's that villain? Clayman? Clayface? Clayface. We need a movie. No, Mudsling. Me, me and a pal, <laughs> me and a pal, name drop Alex Jackson. We're talking about it. And we would love, like, a. He doesn't listen to Like, a shit. mystery suspense uh, thriller Batman movie where it's more about the mystery. Batman Beyond. And, no, it's Batman Hush. And it's like a serial killer mystery. That'd be awesome. I need a also Bat- Batman Beyond, Denis Villeneuve, Villeneuve Roger, Roger Deakins, Deakins. Uh, Johan Joh- oh. Johansson, yeah. Johan Johansson. Shut the hell up, Trent Reznor. Oh my god, <laughs> dude, let that's me my dream to movie. DZ. I that's my dream movie. Just put the money, it'll make the money. Put the money. I want you to know. How about Batman directed by Steven Spielberg? No, I think Steven Spielberg would be better for Superman. I want you to know David Fincher, Batman. I want you to know, everyone look at me. I want you to know that if that movie were to come out and it had all those pieces, but for some reason it was written by someone like uh, Zack Snyder or Rihanna or something like that, and it was just terrible, I would still like it because of those pieces. Because it would look good. Um, I actually, Steven Spielberg for a Flash movie, I think would be great. Tyler just hit me. Sure. But it will never happen. Let's talk about these stupid trailers. Yeah, not a good not a good look for the trailers except one. Not a good look for our podcast. Two, three. Actually, Artemis yeah, Fowl is the only bad one. <laughs> that one is so bad though, it's the only one I can think of. I it's not even that it's bad, it just looks generic. We're talking about Artemis Fowl. And again, it by looks the way. ten years too late. Yeah. To make an Artemis Fowl movie. It, it the I feel like the magic of Harry Potter, like making a long series where the kid starts out as Ten or an eleven-year-old, and then you make a series of movies, and they end up older, and you grow with them through everything. I don't think it'll ever be done again. And this movie, Spider-Man. Well, it's different because he starts out a lot older already. But uh, Artemis Fall just looks terrible. Like it looks super cliched. I don't know what the plot is, but it looks like it looks like the same wrinkle in time garbage that we got this year that sucked. And I predict it'll be as big of a box office failure and as big of a bad movie. Bust. Artemis Fall sucks. Next. It could be good, but I don't have faith in it. Um, what Wait, about you, Nick? Thoughts? Did you watch the Artemis Fowl trailer? I did. I don't really care. It looks like a wrinkle in time. Can you st- keep off your phone while we're podcasting? I was looking up statistics so I could <laughs> throw out numbers for it you. It looked like can you're on you, Twitter Can Instagram. you put the mic closer to your mouth and not your neck? Dude, it's on my fucking mouth. You want Why me to put that? it in my mouth? Get it out go. from underneath your chin. That's better. <laughs> Perfect. I thought it looked like another uh, B-list mood Disney movie. Mm-hmm. Or maybe even C-list, did anyone, honestly. Did anyone, like, what was the box office numbers for Nutcracker like? That's another B-list one. Bomb. Did it bomb? Oh, it's yeah. got It had to have, right? 
They just need to stick to their guns and keep making superhero movies until I want to die. Well, here, let's talk about let's talk about this movie for let's Disney. Let's talk about it then, Nate. Lion King. Oh, trailer my. Trailer drops. All they needed to do. I'm in. Yeah. Well, no, no. When it's, they first announced it, I will say this. When they first announced it, I was like, this is stupid. Why are you calling it live action? And they started announcing the talent behind it. You got John Favreau directing it. You got Donald Glover in the cast. We know who's cast. in it. You ain't got to say it. But all I have to say is it's statistically the most popular trailer in history, right? Within its first 24 hours, it had the same amount of views as there are people in the United States of America, correct? I think The Force Awakens is still the biggest trailer ever, right? Or no? I thought they said Lion King. What the, whatever the headline, I, I think it had it the biggest. I had. I think it had biggest twenty four hours or something. But like biggest week was Force Awakens okay. or something weird it, like that. Listen, the trailer is not great. It's it's fine. It's a fine trailer, and it shows what it needs to show to get everyone excited. But it's. I think that's a good trailer then. Yeah, yeah what but the f- it's not a great trailer. It's just fine. Up, yeah, it is. It's great. It shows off the animation. It shows off the. Beauty. Ah, <laughs> it's fine. That's all they needed to do. It's fine. It's gonna be a fine movie because it's gonna be the same Lion King we just saw, except it's all a little bit more realistic looking animation than two D animation. That's all they're doing, they're and just it's still animated. To... Anyone that says it's live action is a dumbass. There's nothing in the movie that's listen, real in any shot. Listen, at all. I don't know why people get so upset about these movies because get this, they're just trying to re-update these movies with the same exact story. They're not trying to do anything too different. They're just trying to modernize it. What the hell's wrong with that? That's why. That's exactly money. why people are upset because the movie's not even that old, Nick. The other one came out 25 years ago. 25 years ago? Cinema's been around for 125 years. That's exactly. 20%. 20% ago. <laughs> 20%. Well, what I see is I think – look at it. It's a, It's money. Guess what? And they're going to make tons of it. If you get mad, go away. And I understand. I understand. You're mad that other people are getting mad. I understand. Why don't you go away? I'd never go away, bitch. I understand why people would be upset and how they want Disney to do more original stuff. Yeah, and then it But that's not what Disney does. If you look at their track record. And if they're going to have a $200 million budget, they're going to give it to something that they know is going to make $1.5 billion. $200 billion. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, come on, guys. It's like, I don't know. It's still a business, and I'm excited. I'm just excited to see. I think it looks – I think – Honestly, it's just insane that all those animals are CG. Like, I'm like, how is this even possible? No, it'll be cool, and it's going to look great. It's just that – Lion King's one of my favorite movies ever. It's in my top ten. Really? Okay? I'm excited. I'm going to ball my eyes out. But we'll see. Everything the light touches. That's so good, dude. I whenever the when the sunrise when the sunrise was on the TV, I like of course the TV is quiet because everyone's talking during Thanksgiving. I like got up out of my seat, grabbed it, and just turned it up like all the way. Nick was upstairs or something. He's I was shaking. It was very bad. Something hit me randomly. I think it was the potatoes or something. Yeah, right uh, oh my! I got chills. By my mouth way. was open, and then it just went all out. And then I was like, "That's all I need to see." I'm do you, go what do you it. think has the better teaser trailer? Aladdin or Lion, Lion King? King. Lion you think it's a better King, teaser? King, yeah. I think the way they use uh, the song in Aladdin, what's the... Never had a friend like me. When that... <laughs> that's ba- I, I like that in the trailer. That's especially really seeing good. It, the, I, to me, that's a bit more effective than the Lion King trailer. I'm, just because it didn't play any of the songs. Look, I think, I think I will love the Lion King more than I'll love Aladdin. But I am more interested to see Aladdin because Guy Ritchie is directing it, and I can't wait to see how that's going to well, turn out. Well, I feel out. like Aladdin had like it's a dis- live action Disney movie, but I feel like because Guy Ritchie's directing it, it's still going to have mm-hmm. a little some style to mm-hmm. it. Where John Favreau is a good director, but when you think of like what's John Favreau's style, and you're like, uh, he's he makes the he makes the, most the he makes pulpy movies it's that sterile. you love and see. Yeah, sterile. 
But it's word. not like he's doing anything super interesting. Like he doesn't have a really distinct style. The best he's part a about, good director. The best but... part about John Favreau is that uh, you he can, he's reliable yeah. and he, he can make. He yeah. knows how to make a good movie. He knows from point A to point B. People like this, and exactly. then he makes it. Chef, excellent. Chef is amazing. Iron Man, Swingers. Have you guys seen Swingers? Mm. Great Even movie. Jungle Book. Yeah, Jungle he proved that he yeah. can just point at a blue screen and make a good. Yeah, he's <laughs> no. He's that's what I mean. He's not a bad director, but Lion King's not gonna have the same amount of style that Aladdin has. Yeah, he's literally the opposite of DC. Okay, uh, next trailer to talk about, new Vox Lux trailer. Hell yeah, baby. My most anticipated of the year. I think it looks amazing. Super excited for this one. Hopefully, it comes to Rockford, Illinois as soon as possible. Yeah, I'm interested too. Um, I'd say my most anticipated now is either Vice or Into the Spider-Verse 5 <laughs> banger, dude. My, my top five right now is probably Vox Lux, uh, Wildlife, these oh. are that I have to see. Vice, At Eternity's Gate, and uh, what's a couple? What's, give me throw some ones, guys. In the Spider Verse. That's up there. That's up there. I'm just not as big of a Spider-Man fan as you, though. That's fair, but the animation looks cool. Yeah, it does. I think it looks great. I think that seeing that clip at the end of Venom Sold made going it. to Venom worth it. And I hated Venom more than anything in history of mankind. Um, I think Vox Vox Lux. Say will again. Vox Lux Lux. I think Vox Lux will be a good movie. It is certainly telling a story that I didn't realize it was telling based off the first trailer that I saw. Um, I I hope I enjoy it. I don't know. Natalie Portman's oh, performance shit. looks really good. Who's it directed by? Oh, I forgot what it is. Oh, but is. I just, before Sia's I forget. is doing the music for it, though. Before I forget, <laughs> number two, actually, above Wildlife, is the favorite. There's my top five. How about Mary Queen of Scots? That's oh. like number eleven. That's gonna about, be that's gonna be the darkest hour of the year. How yeah. about Clint Eastwood's The, the Mule? Mule. Uh, I think I'm, people aren't people aren't giving that the fifteen seventeen was pretty good. You're right. I should be more hyped for that. People one. didn't no, 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 give no, no, that no. enough credit for being the worst movie. No, I'm ever saying made. people are underestimating. Clint Eastwood has oh, a yeah. movie coming out in Oscar time, starring himself, directed by himself, Cooper. and Bradley Cooper, Lawrence who he directed in American Sniper, that got nominated for Best Picture, Bradley Cooper Best Actor. So to not have any faith that this movie could garner some acclaim is silly. Oh, I don't, I don't know if it'll be good, but from the trailer, I think the mule looks too. Wait, I never really said good. that. I think it'll be good. Dude, Tony Collette, best actress, won Gotham Award. That's she awesome. Best get nominated. Mind in the Gap also didn't win best documentary. What did uh, Roma? Won the best Ride. Picture. Roma won best picture and best cinematography. That means Alfonso Cuarón won two. Uh, like, if he gets I'm excited. nominated for I'm cinematography, excited. director, he'd be nominated in both categories. Is that the first time it's happened? Uh, I don't know. It'd be cool. I'm so excited for Roma though. If it's getting the hype that. Is that in your most anticipated? Yeah, that's actually that's gotta be that's gonna push Ad Attorney's Gate to number six. So I got over Vox Lux, uh I got Vox Lux, the favorite, probably Roma, then um Wildlife, and wildlife. then Ad Attorney's Gate or did I, I don't know. You guys know what I'm saying. But this leads into if Beale Street could talk. Oh my Are you God. excited for yeah, that one? Dude. Yeah. New trailer for that came out, looks great. Uh yeah, I think if Beale Street Could Talk looks incredible. Um, Barry Jenkins is a great filmmaker, and I think this looks like it'll be... Uh, I feel like the story itself isn't quite as powerful as Moonlight, just because... It could, it could pick up a couple knobs, though. Yeah, it, it definitely could. It, it looks like it'll be good. I'm excited to see it. Yeah, it'll, be, it'll be a good movie. How do you feel about the look of that one? Looks good. I love... It's almost... It, it does. The look doesn't really compare to this, but I noticed this year there's been a lot of shots 
uh, cinematography wise with people looking directly into the camera, center frame, almost like a portrait photo, like a still photo. Bill Street Could Talk does that a lot. At Attorney's Gate. I know Star Widows Born. did it. Star is Born. Vox Lux has a shot in the trailer that is maybe one of my favorite shots of the year so far. It's in the trailer when the person's on uh, the riding the motorcycle and they look directly into the camera. Oh, my God. That's good. What about okay? Let's uh, let's uh, get let's check in with c- cinematographer Nicholas Talon. What's your top ten looking like for the year of cinematography? Top ten, I think that we're not even close for to it to be for we're not close to being done adding on to it. I think top ten will be completely switched up when it's all said and done. But as of right now, what I've seen, I've seen about sixty movies this year from twenty eighteen. I got Widows number one just squeaking out First Man, but like I said. I think I said it before. I'm going to rewatch the top 10 cinematography movies before the Oscars just because it's the only thing I truly enjoy contributing to this podcast. <laughs> so I got Widows number one, First Man number two, The Battle of Buster Scruggs number three. Uh, what's his name? Let me look really fast. He is slowly creeping his way up into my favorite. Dude, uh, Bruno uh, Del Bono. He shot Inside, Inside Lewin Davis, Davis Half-Blood Prince, Darkest Hour, The Battle of Buster Scruggs, and Amelie. Oh, Great did, what about um, the little fun fact that Dudley yeah. is in Buster Scruggs, and he's, his, he gives one of the best performances in the movie. Really? Yeah. That's cool. I, I was like, this guy looks familiar. He's Dudley super from skinny, Harry Potter. though. Like, he's super skinny. Uh, and then, then I, I was like, yeah, it's Dudley. Then I have <laughs> uh, Old Man with the gun. Old Man and the gun. And the gun. I thought that was really fitting, uh, looked amazing for the movie and the content that was within it. Uh, Black Klansman, I think Spike Lee always does a really good job being creative when it comes to the look of his movies. How many Spike Lee movies have you seen? He Got Game, Black Klansman. I started watching uh, Do the Right Thing. I need to finish that. What else have you seen? Um, I've seen clips of Old Boy and Malcolm X. Old Chirac. Boy? Chirac, I need to. He directed Old Boy? Yeah, the remake, remake? with... Josh Brolin. He directed that? Mm-hmm. What the hell? <laughs> All right. he, he took a misstep. <laughs> yeah. uh, then I have A Beautiful Boy, and I'll touch on that a lot more once we get to what we've seen. Uh, you were never really here. We'll touch on that once we get to what we've seen. Then I have Solo, Hereditary, and... Okay. Uh, good Is this your top 10 or top 50? Top 10 uh, cinematography. And then Bad Times at the El Royale. Like I said, I just named off six movies that will probably creep their way up into the top 10 cinematography and push majority of these out what like about I, her i thought hereditary was very well shot outstanding one thing i noticed and why i love widow so much is what i look for is consistency in cinematography like every shot needs to hold the same weight and it needs to keep that look going and it needs to keep the momentum one of my favorite phrases and i think widows did a better job with that compared to first man but like i said i'm gonna rewatch all of them. do you think you have recency bias sometimes no. Okay. No. Because, I, 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 I don't know, because he was, throughout the entirety of Buster Scruggs, he was basically like, Ugh, to every single shot, and then it's only, what, three? Yeah, no, but three. I thought it was going to be number one based on him just being like, but then he watched Widows after that, and then Widows. No, he didn't. I thought you saw Widows. No, I saw Widows last week. Oh, I forgot. Okay. But we can transition into what we've seen from the past I'll start it off just because I actually did watch a lot. Um, so what was the last time did we watch? Did I talk about how I watched Deathly Hollows Part Two? Yeah, I don't know. Can you be a little more up to date on your stuff? 
why are you being rude to me all of a sudden? This is very frightening to me. Anyway, You're I watched, I rewatched, I rewatched Incredibles too. I love it. Okay, I love those movies. Wait, when did you rewatch that? Last week. Did you watch the 4K? No, I watched it over at Emily's house. Oh. It's overrated. And then I watched Dinner you for fell Schmucks. Asleep. Is that funny? No. <laughs> and I have to say that it was a, it was nothing what I expected. And to be quite honest, it sucked ass. Why did you watch it? To be uh, it was on TV, and I was watching it with my girlfriend's family, and they were like, let's watch it. I was like, yeah, why not? I like all the actors that are in it. Yeah. But it, it was bad. I remember when it came out, I wanted to see it, and then I remember the review said it sucked balls, so I never watched it. And so to it be, is terrible. This can be weird to say, but like Nothing's cinematography funny? in it? Well, it wasn't that bad. Like I, w- I was like, this actually kind of looks good for like a comedy movie. You know what I mean? It wasn't just playing sure. to the basic tropes that comedy look has, but uh, it wasn't a good do movie. You, do you know why a lot of comedy kind of looks like that, where everything's like overlit and stuff, to give them freedom of roaming around and improving, yeah, so that they don't have to light. Oh us yeah, but I that's why it. I like game. But night it limits is, them. It limits yeah. them. Which just means that there's less writing involved in it if, if they're going to do the improv. Then I saw Fantastic Beasts, Crimes of Grindelwald. I'm not going to talk much about it because you guys talked the majority of it last week since I haven't seen it. I, hadn't I think seen we it all then. gave you the exact same score. Three stars? Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. What, what I have to say about it is, to be quite honest, it was, just, it was lame compared to all the other Harry Potter movies. I'm not the biggest Harry Potter fan, but like everything fell a little bit short. Mm-hmm. I liked when uh, Newt. Here's a little, not a slight spoiler. <laughs> when he goes to look for um, what's her name? Tina. When she starts to go look for Tina, and he brings Jake up, and they go start that adventure. I was like, oh, that kind of reminds me of the first one. But then everything kind of fell short. I think Nicholas totally Flamel. Wait, why? Why would they do that to it? Like the makeup is god awful. Why was McGonagall in the movie? Oh, I don't know. It was just kind of weird sometimes. Uh, then I saw Beautiful Boy. Oh, I should update. Fantastic Beasts, I did go with all my Harry Potter uh, friends and my girlfriend who are huge fans. They didn't like it that much. They thought uh, they have a lot more reasoning behind it why, but I do not remember exactly all these points. <laughs> then I saw Beautiful Boy. Heavy, Wait. heavy stuff. Heavy stuff. Could you uh, lift it? Lift what? The mic? Am I talking? It's in my mouth. No, you're doing good. You said okay. it was heavy. Keep, keep it, it up, bud. You're doing a good oh. job, pal. <laughs> yeah, heavy stuff. Uh, great cinematography. And I'll say that because uh, my background, at least, what I like to do, I like to shoot documentary type stuff. And I feel like the weight and the meaning of each shot and like how they positioned it was very important. And I felt like it was almost like a documentary style of filming something. Um, really weird editing style. Really weird music choices and it takes a little bit for you to get into it but after that it's a good story and i think it's worth watching just out of curiosity how many songs are in it because i heard there's quite a few there is there's like scenes with standard like pop songs yeah yeah well i don't want to say pop but like at the beginning it caught me off guard especially with the editing style mixed in and with me trying to get over the fact that steve carell is using his normal voice uh and it just reminds me of michael scott i did jump over three hurdles before i could enjoy the movie (laughs) But it worked out. Okay. Uh, the music he, was wa- was weird. I'll acknowledge that at the beginning, but then you kind of get used to it, just like yeah. everything else. Doesn't he use his regular voice in Big Short? No, he kind of has a Boston, New York accent type. So thing. you you'll never be able to watch anything with Steve Carell in it. No, talks no, like no. Himself. It just took me a little bit to get used to it, and I think he gave a great performance. Unlike uh, Nick Stangy, who we were just talking to, he said he could never get over it. Okay, um, Timothy Chalamet 
impeccable. He is the future. He's an amazing actor. Dune. Dune, baby. Denis Villeneuve. Cannot wait to see that. And then I saw Widows. Uh, I thought so it, let's all talk about Widows since we've all seen it, right? Did, we didn't talk about it last week? I didn't because I didn't okay. see it last week. Okay, yeah. I I really did love it. Did you talk about it? Uh, all great performances. Like I said, it's my favorite cinematography of the year so far. I think it, the look uh, was great. I think it captured Chicago well. Um, I didn't really care for the twist that much. Like It was good, but like that wasn't the thing that hit me as much. Uh, and then we were, me and Tyler were talking, and one of your points definitely stood out to me about how, here's a slight little spoiler, they don't really talk about the heist that much. They meet a couple times, but then they pull it off almost perfectly, where that kind of doesn't. I would not say they pulled it off almost perfectly. Like five things go wrong. <laughs> well, uh, but yeah, yeah the, the right. heist yeah. is very quick. Here, Nick, you, you keep giving your points on it, and then I'll go, and then Nick oh, can go. Oh, Daniel Kaluuya, one of my favorite actors working right now. He was great. He is he's amazing. At first, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to buy this, like, because he's, like, the hard man to the main, no, I guess. He, he does he a does great, a great job. job. I just picture the gym scene right now. The gym scene is it's one awesome. of That's my favorite. It's one of the best it? scenes in the movie. That's probably the, one of the best scenes this year. Yeah. And it's all one, like, I... one take going around, everyone. Are you done? Or do you have anything else you can add about it? Uh, No, I just really had a good time. It was... This is going to sound weird, and people are probably going to judge me for saying this. In a, not a It's not a negative thing to say, but it was the first movie I ever went to by myself. Really? Yes. <clears throat> Did you enjoy the experience? People were talking in front of me. People were talking behind me. I was kind of pissed. I love going to movies by myself. It's relaxing. Oh, it was. It was just kind of nice. You just go in. You don't really have, you don't, you're not obligated to talk yeah. to anyone after, which is not a bad thing. But, like, you just go in. You go out. You do your thing. Mm-hmm. Enjoy it. Um. So I, I liked Widows a lot. I wanted to like it more, and I thought I would like it more because I like uh, the two Steve McQueen movies I've seen, being Shame and 12 Years a Slave, I think are basically both perfect movies for what they are. And after hearing the buzz for this, I assumed this would be the same. But um, I was a little let down by, uh, I guess, I I just had some issues with the script. I mean, there was so much character work and stuff, but you don't actually... I don't know. It just didn't feel like that they should have been able to pull this off because De- Elizabeth Debicki's character and Michelle Rodriguez's character never show that they would be capable of doing this until the. I don't know. I just didn't really buy into Elizabeth. how they set it up. And then once the heist happens, they don't re- they don't talk about it at all until they're doing it. There's a couple small scenes, but I ended up giving this movie the same score I gave Ocean's Eight, and I think that each is stronger in the area where the other is not. Ocean's 8 has way better heist movie cliches in this. Like, the way they set up, the way they talk about it, it's super fun and engaging to watch. And the whole heist itself obviously plays out a lot longer than it does in Widows. But obviously Ocean's 8 doesn't have the same character work. Whereas in Widows, it's all character work and almost nothing to do with the heist. And I, I wish both movies had a little bit more of a balance and then both movies would probably be better for me. That was my problem. Elizabeth Debicki, is that her name? Debicki, I Debicki? think. yeah. Great performance. I didn't realize how many movies I've seen with her in great, it. Great acting. Like, all the she's acting. like eight feet tall, too. <laughs> she's hot, though, too. She's tall. Uh, sh- but I, last thing hey, I got to hey, say. Hey, good work, though. Good work watching Widows. Thanks. <laughs> last thing I got to say, Sean Bobbitt, uh, Babbitt Bobbitt, the cinematographer. He's definitely. Great. I'm going to keep my eye out for I him. Have, I have one last point, too. Uh, Liam Neeson, when he kisses people. He eats their face. It's very strange. It opens up with. Yeah, it opens up with him. I mean, because, you know, Vi- Viola Davis does the the 
the normal pucker. And uh, Liam Neeson does the open mouth swallow. So it's very strange <sighs> watching. And my whole theater actually started laughing at the yeah, opening scene. Yeah, mine did too. And I almost wanted them to stop. But then I was like, it's kind of weird. <laughs> so it was I weird. Maybe I'm just... Uh, Spoiler alert, Liam Neeson eats lips. I just have to say really fast, Nate, then you can go. <laughs> like, that, Jesus uh, Christ, guys. I haven't even been able to say a uh, word about ahead, this. Go ahead, baby no, boy. Go. go ahead, baby boy. No, you already started No, it. I forgot what I was going to say. Good. Go ahead, baby right, boy. So just interrupt him in about two minutes while he's going. <laughs> <laughs> so Widows is about the Widows themselves. And with the heist being like you saying that I, you didn't believe that they could like pull it off, I think that the heist was like – they didn't make it some extraordinary thing. Like it's not like they're yeah. robbing a bank or anything. Like right. I feel it's like it's basic. Com- yeah, I feel mm-hmm. like yeah, I can completely believe it. And they show you. I, and the thing is, they show you how they're gonna do each portion. Like they do. Yeah, it makes everything make sense. It's not like oh, how they get this part. But of my ho- my whole thing, the reason why I don't think it's a perfect movie and stuff like that is, I do feel like the ending of the whole thing kind of falls a little flat. The, in the, I thought the story was a little bit confusing too, because I, I don't want to give the big t- or the, any spoilers away or anything. But knowing who was working with who, how, what money was going where and when, and how it all worked together, it was really confusing to get because there are so many dialogue scenes of different characters talking, and then that character talking with a guy who just talked to somebody else, and it w- it was a little bit confusing. Maybe that's my fault, but I couldn't quite put it all together on my first viewing, and that bothered me too. Fair enough. Okay. Um, Overall, though, still a good movie that I would recommend people to watch. It's very well made, very technically well made, and all the performances are excellent. Next thing I watched was You Were Never Really Here, kind of a weirder movie. Um, I have to admit, I don't know why, but for some reason, it kind of reminded me of last year's uh, Good Time. Or what is yeah, that? Good a, time, yeah. yeah. Good time. It's an interesting comparison. I don't know why, but it reminded me like of, it may have just been like the same setting I was in when I was watching Good Time as well, and it just kind of had that same feel to me. Um, it reminded me of Drive. Mm-hmm. Oh I, yeah, but I think Drive sure. is better for sure. You were never really mm-hmm. here. Great cinematography. It was. It's in my top ten currently. I don't think it'll finish there. I really don't. Um, there is one sequence in the movie mm-hmm. that is possibly the best shot sequence this year. I will say that. But where it fell short for me is I just feel like for such a weird and creative movie in certain aspects, there's different parts of it that are really stale. Like when he's traveling from place to place, I don't need to see five minutes of outside shots of New York City, et cetera, stuff like that. Like him going to buy stuff in a store for a movie that like I feel like should should thrive on its weirdness. I feel like we I didn't need to see a lot of that stuff. And if, that's why it fell a little bit short for I, me. I, I thought it was great performances, though. Really dark, heavy stuff, man. It's like it's a dark movie. It's a tough one to swallow. I'd say the the only thing I'm going to say about the movie there was nothing in it that didn't work for me. I loved every oh aspect yeah, I, and I can see why it would work. But I, that's just kind of and the thing is, I w- I didn't go in looking for stuff that I wouldn't like. It was just I actually kind of noticed. I was like, ah. Oh, that's kind of okay, long. Yeah, sure. yeah. yeah, like I kind of like the negatives that I have with it are like the same that I have with Drive. Mm-hmm. But I guess I was just more into the story that Drive was telling. But I still think that it's a fantastic movie. Yeah. Very well directed, very well shot and great performance. Right. And it, what well. it what it does mainly is make me look forward to what yeah. whatever Lynn Ramsey yeah. does next. And it makes me want to go watch her other movies. Yeah, for and, sure. And Joaquin gives Phoenix. me faith in the Joaquin joke. Joker That's true. Movie. That's true. All right. Well, that, uh, his performance in the movie yeah. is not the thing that I'm uh, apprehensive about. You know. Yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. So, um, it's just that the guy I, that directed 
what is it? Lock, comedies. Lock, what is the locked up movie? Go get hard with Will. <sighs> oh my gosh. That's who's directing Joker. Are you serious? Yeah. It makes okay. you it makes you think twice about the movie, right? It does, but what, we'll see. what else? Have you People watched? can grow. I watched the Ballad of Buster Scruggs, and I must say, uh, we, we the people I've talked to, they didn't really like it that much. Uh, I our, we have it. A, like we have a little movie group chat, and uh, two of the people they didn't like it, Jake and Roman. And I get it. I can I guess I can understand why. But that being said, I think it's textbook Coen Brothers. I think each story is good. It it ranges from good to great. I would say. There's, I don't think there's any bad story. I think my only complaint would be that the Zoe, uh, Zoe, what, what's her name? Kazan. That one goes a little long. It could it's have got like cut 40 down. Forty minutes, yeah. Great cinematography. I always am looking for that. I'm a sucker for the Western aesthetic. Um, I think them opening up with like a musical type thing with, uh, why can't I think of his name right now? Tim Blake Nelson. I think that was perfect to set the tone. That it's gonna be just a nice good old time, and I think the stories have deeper messages, yeah. deeper meanings, uh, and they're almost like they're like fables. Yeah, that's what I liked about it is that it took like the Western um, setting, and then it took like the idea of having a um, oh, what's the name of the type of movie it is, and like anthology, anthology where it has like a bunch of the different stories, and then each story it, it almost played out like something like Black Mirror to me. When like you're watching it, and I was engaged in each of the stories, I was interested to see what happens. But you're really waiting for like that ending to hit, so you get everything. And each of them had that moment at the ending where I was like, "Oh, yep, I get what this one was about now." A hundred percent. I get what this one was about now. I really enjoyed it, and I think I will probably rewatch it soon. Okay. Because it's one of those ones where like if you get to the end of a story, you can pause it and you can always come back. That's what I kind of like about it. Um, Tyler, I definitely think I think you will like it. I think you need to watch it. I, I will. I, I, I won't say it's amazing. I just had a good time. And especially like one of the stories, like the meaning that I had yeah. and everything, I really enjoyed. The gold, the gold Nugget story was my favorite by far. Uh, the humor in the Zoe Kazan one mm-hmm. is amazing. I think that it's just a good Coen Brother movie. It is. I think it's it, not, it's one it's of not their, best. their best. It's not No Fargo, No Country for Old Men, etc. But a return to form from Hail Caesar. Yes. Sure, yeah. They're okay. definitely going back to their roots, I would say. Yeah, a, they, a western I, with and com- apparently, dark comedy. Apparently, it was written over twenty-five years. They wrote all those all stories, stories over twenty. Yeah, and it's. I think it's good. Cool. Yeah, hundred percent. Good cast. Good actors in each one. You want to go now? Wait, I have one more. Okay. Creed two. Oh. Oh well, yeah, we, we can should, all talk about should that. Should we save that? No, for we'll like, just all talk about it. Right okay. Now. Okay. You know what? That way we don't have to. I'm not gonna go super you started, deep. Okay, yeah, I'm not gonna go super deep into it. I just the first half felt a little bit short for me. It felt I don't know why the writing just felt a little lackluster compared to the second half. I have to say that the second half of the movie could be one of my favorite mm-hmm. hour parts of a movie this year. Like it was so strong, it finished great. Um, but I don't know why I was just taken aback by the beginning. It didn't strike a chord with me instantly, and I felt like everything was a little bit rushed. Okay. I wasn't connected to the characters as much. I thought they were making stupid moves left and right. I uh, This is a little side thing, too. I hate Max Kellerman, who's an old ESPN. Oh, actually, I think he still is an ESPN host of shows. He's in Undisputed now with Stephen A. Smith. Didn't like him Undis- on that. Undisputed is Shannon er, and Bayless. First, uh, first take. Uh, he was also in Sports Nation, Around the Horn, et cetera. Never liked his voice, never liked his opinions. Um, 
but so that, you're biased that, against no, him. that doesn't. That, I did not rate the movie what I did because of Max Kellerman. I just needed to throw that in there because I well, don't. Like there it. was there was a point in the movie where he says something during the final fight, and I went like I kind of like rolled my eyes like that's one of the most cliche things you ever said. And I looked over at Nick, and then Nick like gave me a look like yeah I hate this guy, <laughs> but because I don't know who he is. Yeah. I'm not a big boxing fan or anything, but I agree with Nick. I think the first half was surprisingly not good where I was watching it and I was like, this doesn't feel like it's a continuation of the same story. Like it feels like it's not, hmm. it just feels weird. Like I was watching, I was like, yeah. this is not a good movie. It felt bizarre. I was like, please don't be like this the whole movie. And then it picks up. And it's and so I was good. Like, I was like, what? Like Creed is, I thought Michael B. Jordan's acting in the first half was very bad. And I was like, oh really? no, yeah. I was like, I don't hmm. know. I Maybe we just need to rewatch it. Cause no, I don't, I, I, I'm steadfast. Cause I, cause even towards the back half, like I like Michael B. Jordan. He's a good leading man. But I do not think he's that great of an actor. Like he, he has really? he has two emotions that he can show. He can show he can be like charismatic and he can talk to people, or he can be in pain. And I'm not talking like pain, like physical, Emotional but pain. but like right. both times of pain. Like that's it. And like mm. even when he shows anger, like he shows anger in this movie too. And I got flashbacks to Black Panther, which I thought he was good in Black Panther, but sometimes his anger feels fake. And I'm just sitting there like hmm. I don't believe what. The anger that you're showing here, but like I, f I didn't like Creed in the first half. I was like, you're being dumb. This isn't the same Creed that I know from the previous movie. Um, Rocky still remains to be the coolest movie character in all of these movies. Like <laughs> he Sylvester just Stallone. kills it. It's almost because like even in the first half, his writing was amazing. Like for Rocky, everything that he oh, said, I was like, the yeah. best scenes in the movie are every scene. That yeah. He has. <laughs> yeah, and I wish that he got some more acclaim for how great his performance was in this mm -hmm. movie because it's not. He got his acclaim for Creed yeah. 1, and just because the nature of – like, no one's going to talk about his performance, but he is still excellent he in this movie. Although I wish – there is a part where he orders something, like a pay-per-view on the TV. I wish he struggled with that and he had to call someone, like <laughs> customer service. I felt like that would have fit his character perfectly. Um I feel like he writes his own stuff for when he's, he's like, this is a Rocky scene. He's like, okay, I'll write what Rocky says here. Because everything that he said was like perfectly written. Perfectly he wrote the matched script. the character. Did he? Yeah, he and he, he co-wrote it okay. with someone. The mm -hmm. second half is amazing. I'm going to rewatch that movie just for the second half. That's how much I liked the back end. And it saved it for me. They I thought it was, I thought I, I was like, I was like kind of yeah, weirded out. They, it did save it for me where I was like, this is just going to be a lackluster movie. Like, I would have even given it a negative review. And the second half, I was like, okay, this is great and definitely worth a watch. And they – I just don't know how they do it where the the training montage starts. And I'm like, here we go, another training montage. It was good. And by it's the amazing. end, I'm like, yeah, let's get this fight going. <laughs> I went and ran after that at 11 o'clock at night because I just needed no, the, to go. The training montages in Rocky it's movies are so always good. excellent. But, but – uh, it's like you, I roll my eyes because I'm like, here we go, another one, and then it's just just as good as the last one that I saw. I feel differently about the first half than you guys do. To me, it, it felt because even in Creed the one, there's some really cringy moments, but I still like them. Mm -hmm. It's like part of the kind of cheesy yeah, boxing like, cliche yeah. drama, yeah. and this has those parts, but it didn't make me feel any different than the first movie did. So I still enjoyed them all, you know, because they got us set up. I I thought there's no. The script that they wrote for a Creed two couldn't have been better than this. I disagree because I, I thought that they were going to do something that was going to be very interesting where it plays out. And the way they took it was good, and I liked it. But I think a better story would have been told where you focus on Drago a little bit more, and it's how like 
how your fathers don't define who the sons are, but I feel like the son played directly into what his father wanted. And at the end, there's some good what resolution. It, there. I think what it's really about is Drago's. Uh, it's almost more Drago's story than it is his kids. Kids just mad, and he doesn't know what to do with yeah, his yeah. life, and he's following yeah, yeah, yeah. In his dad's foot. I thought, but I thought they were going to do like the sins of the father, stuff like that. Doesn't define <clears throat> yeah. who you are. And I thought that would have been a very interesting story to do. And like, I even kind of wanted a moment in the end where like, no spoilers, but in the fight at the end of it they both put up like a good fight and it's like everyone loves it everyone's cheering everyone's having a good time so i almost wanted them to like reconcile a little bit and like he goes up and yeah. makes sure that he's okay and stuff like that but instead of just you get the cool moment or whatever but i kind of wanted that like For sons sure. and the sure. fathers thing but what i thought is that when you think about you know they're making a rocky but in 2006 rocky balboa comes out and you're like there's no way a sixth rocky <laughs> movie can possibly be good and you're like gosh that was a good movie <laughs> And then 10 years later, they're like, we're making Creed. And you're like, oh, my. There's no way Creed's going to be good. Yeah. It's like, God, Creed's a good movie, too. <laughs> and then Creed 2 gets announced. You're like, okay, and Coogler's leaving. Oh, and it's not written yeah, by Coogler. Yeah. You're like, oh, it's and this one. Good. Here, for sure, this and one's It's still bad. good. And Creed 2 comes you're like, God, that was good, too. So, and, to me, it was Sylvester like, Stallone said he's done. It's over. He did. I liked that. And I watched the clip he posted on Instagram yeah. where he says goodbye to the crew and everything. And uh, it was good. I, I really loved Creed, too. And I'm a big fan of the franchise. I've been watching the Rocky movie since well, I was a little kid. So maybe it's just because I have more of an attachment to it. I really like the cheesy, cliched stuff in the beginning. So none of that bothered me. So And then when it does build up in the second half where you guys didn't like the first, I liked all that and loved the second yeah, half. Yeah, you know yeah. 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 So that's it, make, it makes I sense. And the more. thing is, you're a bigger fan of of the sport itself too you love yeah combat but that's sports. my my least favorite part about the movie is the fighting stuff really i thought oh, you absolutely. said you liked it i like the, i think the way it looks it's the most believable boxing has looked normally when i see even in southpaw and creed one and rocky bobo and all the other rocky movies it looks i can always tell they're, they're not even close to hitting each other this is just whatever mm -hmm. but this one when i was watching it for the most part i thought Almost every punch I was like, God, it really looks like yeah. that dude's punching him. So to me, it looked really realistic, and I appreciated that. But the way the fights go in boxing, that's not how a real boxing fight goes. Like nobody ever comes out in round one, just gets knocked down right away, takes huge shots, comes and back, they're knocking each other down over. Fight. Yeah, and it's like that's ridiculous. So to me, the boxing is my least favorite aspect of watching the movie. I watch it for the scenes of uh, Rocky talking to Creed, giving him the inspiration yes. he needs, the training montage. You know, the scenes between. Um, him and his mother or Rocky talking to, you know, Talia Shire's grave or uh, whatever her name is. I, why am I? Uh, Adrian. Those are the scenes I go to see. And, they're, and they're, they were all excellent in this movie, and I really enjoyed it. I will, I will I, say Coogler shoots the boxing stuff. More stylistic. More interesting, too. For sure. Where this one just seemed like, and it's fine because it works because it's almost playing out like a documentary in a way, but it just feels like, and sometimes they go in the ring as well, but it just feels like cameras are on each side yeah. of the ring and it just cuts to different the The problem is the like, camera. what was he, how could he topple the one take? You know what I mean? Do another one. And if you do another one take, it's like you just did what Coogler did. I love the one take, ago. but I even, I think I love the final fight in Creed more than I like the one take fight. How that was, I just, I, I just, have to watch it again. To know. me, the only, the best part was the one take. And I'm not a fan of boxing. I'm not like a big fan of the Rocky movies. I think mm -hmm. they're good, but I just like, I went to go see this one because I loved the first one. And then I I enjoyed this one too. So mm -hmm. What I was most impressed with, well, let me go. What I was most impressed with was the directing. Mm -hmm. uh, I thought Stephen Cable, just someone who hasn't directed anything, he's got to fill the shoes of Ryan Coogler, who's a very talented, yeah. very good director. He stepped up. Yeah, and he directed a really good movie. I was worried in the first, I must admit, I was worried in the first half, directing-wise, but he did bring it home, so that means that I will, I'm excited to see what he does next. But I have to say, the second half to me, I don't know why, it like completely switched uh, feels for me like it felt like a really good sports documentary if like 
a camera crew was following him chronicling his life where the first half just felt like a regular basic movie hmm. does that make sense yeah sure it makes sense i disagree but he does sense. he does one thing that i did notice and it may just be like a first time director thing but i even said in like the group chat he loves to do the start behind someone and then bring the camera all the way around them and then end in a framing. I can't he does remember it like 15 times in the movie. Like you know no what's weird? You said that. And then I tried to think, I cannot picture any scenes in my mind. I can't picture when he did that. Like I just must not. Have, I just, your brain is underdeveloped. It. No, I'm Thanks. kidding. But to end Creed two, me and Nate had a really weird experience with Creed two. The trailers weren't playing again once we got in there. Oh yeah, this was this dude, was a really weird. Is bad it was now. it was that a, happened to me. I just saw Wreck It Ralph on the same night you guys did, and it almost didn't play. Same it's night. It's weird. And what listen, is it, this is a huge auditorium. There's only probably ten people there. Huge. Yeah. So like, it was just kind of like, why didn't you just move it to a smaller theater, something like that? <clears throat> the trailers aren't playing. Then they start it before the actually start time. One trailer plays. It's the worst trailer I've seen. What mo- what movie was it, Nate? It was a sports movie. Oh, it was the wrestling movie when the oh, girl. Oh, the WWE. Goes. That Bad. Looks, that looks weird. So it, is it, that even a true story? Yeah, it is. It's true. It is. It was okay. just well, weird. At least that means something. It was weird. It went directly into Creed, and then I noticed right when the movie started playing, I was like, "Why is this screen so small for being in such a huge auditorium?" It's because they have those two black bars on the side that they move back after the trailers the are curtains. done playing. The curtains. They didn't open up all the way. They didn't open up all the way, so it was playing and it was fine. It was just on the smaller yeah. trailer size screen. When was it on the curtain? Was the, when the, no, 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 the movie no, no, started no, no, was it playing on, on the curtains? No, no, no. That's happened to me. No, no, no. Yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So it plays normal resolution like the trailer resolution, yeah. right? And then all of a sudden it, the projector glitches. And it goes out. black. And then I was like, what the heck? And then it glitches and then it comes back on and then it's the full size and then the curtains are blocking the sides of the frame. Did someone – did they open them eventually? So then someone, uh, 30 minutes later. Yeah, some, well, someone went out and said it and then he came back and then 20 minutes later it finally opened really? up. Yeah. That's horrible. Cause I so I was just there the same night you guys were to see Wreck It Ralph with my little sister, and we walk. The movie starts at six thirty. We walk in at six thirty. Screen's totally black. Nothing's playing. I was like, huh, that's what just happened when Nick and I tried to see Widows, and it didn't start. We sat there for an hour, and then we left with a bunch of free tickets. So we sit there. Ten minutes go by. Still nothing. Guy walks in. The lights dimmed. He goes, "We're gonna get the lights back up for you, and then the movie will start." So the lights turn back on. And then they play one trailer at like 6.52. So I'm like, can we just, why trailer? Just start the movie at this point. So they play a trailer. It was stupid. And then they dim the lights and then the movie finally started. But it was just a bizarre experience. Because when the trailer started, it was like, you know, the most pictures been improved for all audiences, blah, blah, blah. It's a green screen. Then it cuts to black and the trailer didn't start for like 15 seconds. What? So I'm waiting. I'm like, <laughs> is it just not going to work? It was just, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's funny weird. too because 14 in our area is my favorite theater. I just feel like it's nice tucked away up on a hill. It's just a nice place to go see a movie. But I've never recently. have had problems there until the past three weeks. Two weeks in a row. Like really weird. I, I had a very bad – well, we had the problem with Ghost in the Shell there. Yeah, but I didn't care about that movie. But then we also had a problem when me and Mike saw Phantom Thread. <laughs> it played – it because it Phantom Thread, it was in a small theater. It was me, Mike, and one mm-hmm. other dude, and we were seeing it at like 10 o'clock at night. It started playing it. And it did the whole like title sequence, and then just went like, and then it shut off, <laughs> and like glitched and shut off, and then we were just sitting there, we're like, um, and then Mike got up, said it, and they're like, okay, do you know where you guys were at in the movie? And we're like, I don't know, right at the beginning, and then so then it like plays like I don't know if it was the scene immediately after the mm-hmm. thing, but that's when they started, it, and that. I was like, what like, is happening? I Do must you- admit, I love Phantom Thread, but that's a dangerous movie to go to at ten o'clock at night. 
Oh, Mike fell asleep. Yeah, I stayed up. Yeah. Two years ago, I went and saw, in, or three years ago, I went and saw Insidious Chapter 3 and walked into the theater, sat down, and Hot Pursuit started playing with uh, that horrible chick comedy. It starts playing. Every, everyone in the theater goes, huh? And we all, people walk out and like, look up. It's like, no, we're in the right theater. And it's like they were just playing the wrong movie. And I went and saw Dragon Ball Evolution, and that did not get started. That didn't start. <laughs> it should have just we got never our money started. Back. Yeah, it should have just never started. Uh, all right. Are you done with your movies? Yeah, I'm all, all good. Right. Nate and I still got to go. Yeah. Uh, mine will go less quick. Yeah, mine too. We'll try and make this quick. I've watched quite a bit. Okay. First, I want to talk about Before We Go. Before We Go is directed by um, Chris Evans. came out in 2014. It's a very similar story to Before Sunrise, two people, chance meeting one night, and they just kind of get to know each other and fall in love, that whole thing. Um, I gave it the same score I gave Before Sunrise. I know that would be blasphemous to some people. Blah, 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 blah. But my point is Before Sunrise is very Shakespearean. They have long monologues to each other to the point where as it's a fantastic movie and I love it, but it feels a little bit unrealistic to me because I know if I ever met a girl, there's no way I could ever talk like that. And Before We Go is a lot more um, – to me it feels a bit more human, a bit more clumsy and Modern. like – yeah, and I really liked that. The cinematography is great. It takes place in New York. There's some great shots in New York, just them walking around the city. The story it tells I thought was really fun, and I like I couldn't help it. It's a romance movie. I had a cheese. I had a grin. I'm sitting in the car. I watched it on my phone on, my, on a five-hour car ride, and I was literally smiling for an hour and a half while the movie was on. And that's like I, you can't fake that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I just really, really enjoyed it. Who's, it the two, I, I, who's the two people in that? Chris Evans yeah. and Alice Eve, who is in Star Trek. Into she, darkness. She's a know. great actress. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she no. She she was really good in it. Uh, there's some other act. I can't remember who. What's else your favorite in, in the Before trilogy? He's I've only, only seen, seen the, Before. So now here's my question. Oh, you said, the other ones are better. You said you said that if you met a girl, like you wouldn't like talk that way. Is it possible that like other people are different? <laughs> no, it is, but that's why I'm no, saying I'm, I re- I'm, I'm totally saying kidding. I relate to this yeah, one yeah. more. No, so I'm totally I, I like both movies the same. I think Before Sunrise is the more technically well-made film, but this is still a good movie that I think has gotten overlooked a little bit. I think it's really good, and people should check it out. Um, the Game, David Fincher. It was one of the only Fincher movies I haven't seen. Michael Douglas. Plot is his brother signed. They're super wealthy. His brother Sean Penn signs him up to play this game. He's like, "What?" And he goes and he gets all these tests done, and then the game starts. And he hears other people talking about it. It's like it's going to change your life. And he's like, "What is it?" Nobody tells him. And all of a sudden, next thing you know, he's on this crazy, weird, like mystery thriller adventure. And it's really, really interesting. It's entertaining. Michael Douglas has never been bad in a movie. He plays the best rich, wealthy dickhead businessman <laughs> on the planet, and it's super fun to watch. Um, I would highly recommend it. Fincher's director, he's directed really well. It's not as good as other movies just because the story itself isn't quite as good, but it's still a lot of fun to watch. Mm-hmm. And I would recommend you mm-hmm. guys to see it. It's on Netflix. Wait, did uh, Jeff, what is it, Jeff Cronenworth, or did he shoot that? His, I don't know. His DP goes to? I'm assuming, but I don't know. Let's see. Great, and I love the way it ends, even though I swear throughout the whole time there's a lot of twists and turns. Like, continuously, the whole time, I knew what was going on, if that makes sense. Okay. And when you guys watch it, I think you'll okay. feel the same way. It's really similar to Game Night, in a way. Okay. Uh, 12 Angry Men. I love 12 Angry Men. Five bangers. Five stars. Uh, some of the best dialogue, especially 1957 is when mm-hmm. it came out. 
said it's directed for being a simple movie in one room knowing when to center the camera and do close-ups and all i thought it was directed really well that 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 movie shows that there's no excuse for making like for saying like i can't make a good movie because it takes place yeah. in one room there's 12 people and that's it and it's excellent and it's fantastic and well the best if I've you seen. can't write don't even try and make no, a that's movie what i'm like saying that. but yeah, there's like no there's it's super no well excuse. written and I think it, it does a lot to show how flawed the justice system can be yeah. that we operate on. And it, it it's amazing to see a movie from 1957 that could hold up and could be made with the exact same dialogue recast, and you put it out today, and it would be just as good mm-hmm. if it you know yeah. if it was all the whatever. But it, it's an excellent movie. Highly recommend it. We talk about Widows. Talk about Creed two. I watched The Endless, a 2017 horror film, very small budget. It's on Netflix right now. Uh, these two brothers escape a cult when they're young, and the younger brother. He, he got out when he was about 10, and he wants to go back. He has this weird desire to go back and see it all again. And they go back, and they kind of get stuck in the cult, and it's super – it's pretty fun. Okay. It's not a great movie because the acting's not good. Again, very small budget, but I really bought into everything that was going on. There's some is, there's some good comedy to it, um, some good twists and turns. I, I, I think it's entertaining enough. I love cult movies, yeah. so it was fun. Watch Beetlejuice for the first time, Tim, one of Tim Burton's older movies. Uh, I liked it a lot. Michael Keaton is amazing. I wish he came in the movie earlier. It's called Beetlejuice, and he doesn't come in until like the 48-minute mark in an hour-and-a-half-long movie, so I thought that was kind of odd. But he's amazing once he gets in. He is really good. I thought man. the mother, whose name I can't remember, not Gina Davis, but the mother who's also the mom in Home Alone, who's in Beetlejuice, oh, yeah, is yeah. hilarious. She's really funny. Overall, I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, rewatch Step Brothers for about the 78th time. One of my favorite comedies. I laugh every single time I watch it. It's hard to beat Will Ferrell and John C. Riley when they can swear at each other. <laughs> I think Sherlock Holmes is taking a big misstep by. Um, yeah. Is it PG 13? Yeah. Oh, my that's God. it's a mistake. So I, I think that movie's not going to be very good. But Step Brothers is awesome. And then I saw Ralph breaks the internet. It's a decent animated movie. It teaches. It can teach your kids some great themes. But I don't like the. Uh, I didn't really like the plot. It was kind of boring. I think the first one's a lot better. I'd put this on the same level as like a small foot. It's fine to take your kid to you because there's definitely a lot worse that you can take him to, mm-hmm. but it's just not that good. I don't think Ralph's that interesting of a main character. He's kind of boring and lame. So I'll put I'll put twenty on small foot being better. Uh, I, I'd probably say I'd like small foot a little bit more, but they're real close. Uh, okay, so I saw. Can You Ever Forgive Me, which is, like, about the um, writer who forges the letters from authors and stuff like that. Uh, very interesting story. Um, very great performances. I don't know. I was just, like, into it, it for, like, a non – for something based on a true story, I was really in, into mm-hmm. it to see what happened next because I didn't know, like, exactly what happened. Um, good performances. Any chance Melissa McCarthy gets nominated, you think? Maybe. You think it's worth – she's worth – like, if sure. she did – I'd have you... to see, like, a bunch – if she did, I'd be like, okay. Okay. Cool. Um, I saw Pulp Fiction for the first time. I watched like half of it before because, like, I would I I remember starting it when, like, at like two in the morning one night, and then I got through like a couple of the stories, and then after one, I was like, like a story ended, and I was like, yeah, I can't, I can't continue. <laughs> yeah. Like as soon as Bruce Willis's character is introduced, I'm like, I can't watch. What this. was your favorite segment? Anytime Samuel Jackson and just John talking. Travolta are yeah. just talking to each other, I really liked. They're seen in the diner. The diner. That's that's the one I was going to say. The diner is mm-hmm. the best. It, there's a reason why this is so critically acclaimed. I enjoyed it. I think the weakest part is Bruce Willis's thing, just because it's a little weird. But I did you like his then, thing when with him and Ving Rhames in the sex dungeon? No spoilers. It, yeah, it's very interesting. I'll just say that. Um, <laughs> but there's a reason. Like, 
the dialogue is insane in this movie. It's excellent. The performances are great. I think this is Quentin Tarantino's best performance in like a Quentin Tarantino movie that I've seen so far. I think his performance in Django Unchained is really bad, but like in this, it's like a believable person mm-hmm. that drops. He's a couple, really good. In Reservoir drops Dogs. a couple uh, n bombs in it, but that's okay. I Wait, guess. <laughs> what did you rate it? Five. It's really? yeah. It's great. It's fantastic. Is I think, it your favorite Tarantino movie that you've seen now or no? Because it's not for me. I only saw it once. I want to watch it again. But to me, I thought the disjointed storytelling didn't help the movie. It just makes it like, I don't know. I, I like the movie a lot, but it wasn't my favorite Tarantino. Okay. I, I think I like Inglorious Bastards a little bit more, but I really like it. I, I think I just like Quentin Tarantino. Have you seen so. Reservoir Dogs yet? Not yet. You got to watch that okay. one too. Um, I watched Shame, which is a phenomenal movie. One of the ones that I don't really want to go back and watch again because it's pretty dark. Yeah. But one of the best shot movies I've ever seen in my life. Michael Fassbender gives a great performance about like a sex addict. He's slanging it in is, that movie. It is so dark though that it's like, God, what a like what a chore yeah. to like if I ever want to shot watch it. Shot by uh, Sean Bobbitt. Yep. Who did what else did he shoot? Widows. Oh yeah. And then uh, other than that, I just watched uh, Buster Scruggs, which I enjoyed, and Creed Two, which I enjoyed. Um, I, I, shame just makes me want to go. I just need to see Hunger, and then I've seen yep. all of Steve McQueen's movies. We should watch it. But, it's on um, Criterion. But I'm down. Um, and, yeah, that was my week. Uh, I don't know what I plan on seeing. Th- oh, this week, but um, I'm just so I'm so excited for Into the Spider-Verse. Now. Is that next the week? Reviews. No, it's in two weeks, okay. December 14th, I think. I'm excited for that, too. I can't wait. And we're getting into prime Oscar season, so more stuff should be opening up. Roma comes out soon. We still have to see Green Book, too. Green Book comes out. Yeah. And that's one the that favorite. I really want to see, too. The favorite comes out Christmas, though, everywhere. Mary, Queen of Scotch, which I thought would be a dud, is getting really good reviews, okay. too. I, I agree with Nate. I think that'll be the darkest hour of this year. Great performances, but a snoozer. But the darkest yeah. hour won acclaim. I think the better, the better comparison would be something like Live By Night, where... Live by Night. Everyone thought was going to be an Oscar movie, and then it came out, and everyone said, "Yeah, maybe next year." No, no, no. I, th- I think my comparison was good for me because I thought Darkest Hour was good. It actually, it was my. But the comparison. second half was, was kind of snooze, which that's, is surprising because that's, that's think, when they get closer to the Battle of Dunkirk. I think it will be interesting. I think the performances will be good, but I think it may be a snoozer. I have no. If idea. That makes sense. We'll see. Um, All right, I'm done. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of the Talent Brothers Podcast. We'll be back next week, of course, with more movie news, trailers, and stuff to talk about. I'm Nate Talon. I'm Tyler Bourne. I am Nicholas Talon. Thank you for tuning into the Talent Brothers Podcast. I'm canceling the friendship. <laughs>